Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash malicious compliance, where OP does exactly what her terrible CEO tells her to do. Our next Reddit post is from a kids. Back in the beginning of 2021, I worked at a small community health nonprofit with an insane CEO. She would constantly call team meetings to put down and belittle employees in front of the entire staff. Often, she would throw around some variation of, do I have to do everything around here, and call everyone on staff incompetent. When we did do something right, she never gave us credit and always took the credit for herself. She constantly threatened to fire people, and she would randomly call us up to gossip and make petty remarks about each other, pitting staff against each other. One day, the CEO called a team meeting. In a group text chat between some of the more chill employees, we immediately begin sending snake and eye roll emojis. Sure enough, we get on the call, and the CEO begins talking about how Louise didn't dress appropriately for work. Louise, who is the company's chief operating officer, looks like she's about ready to smack the CEO. The CEO viciously tears into Louise. Commenting on everything from her hairstyle to her lipstick shade to how it's inappropriate for Louise to wear off-the-shoulder blouses that show her collarbone. She then tells everyone that we had all better start dressing more formally or there would be consequences. The next day, the CEO calls another meeting. We all join, and Louise turns on her camera. I immediately had to turn mine off because I didn't want to be caught laughing my butt off. <laughs> Louise was dressed from head to toe in what looked like something someone would wear to prom. Her hair was immaculately styled into an elaborate updo. Her makeup was professionally done, with lash extensions and everything. She was dripping with fake diamonds. A tiara, earrings, necklace, bracelets, and rings. She wore the most ridiculous navy blue satin gown with a faux fur shoulder shrug to cover her collarbone. My best guess is that this was an old bridesmaid's dress, but she never did say where she got it. The CEO was immediately fuming. Why are you dressed like that? She screeched. You told us to dress more formally. This is formal wear. Is something wrong? That is not professional attire for work. Oh, I'm sorry. I must have been confused. You said that we need to dress formally, but I think what you meant to say was professionally. The CEO was livid, but Louise continued to rock that prom outfit all day, meeting with patients and clients and everything. Later that week, another coworker, Tina, texted our group chat and said the CEO was requiring her to submit a detailed timesheet down to the minute for her entire day. She said she was going to BCC us on the email, and sure enough, it popped into her inbox a few minutes later. Tina... Tina had literally detailed her entire past 24-hour day down to the minute. 6.45 a.m., awoken by my husband's flatulence. 7 a.m., peed and changed my menstrual pad. (laughs) 7.02 a.m., began bowel movement. 7.10 a.m., completed bowel movement. 7.12 a.m., turned on shower. (laughs) 7.13 a.m. Tested water temperature with hand. You get the idea. Apparently, the CEO called her on her cell phone and berated Tina for sending such a detailed timesheet. Tina reminded her that she had requested her entire day down to the minute and didn't specify that she only meant her workday. Finally, my turn. 
My job was in IT, and most of my work was as a database administrator, but I often helped with other tech problems. One morning, the CEO called me repeatedly at 2 a.m. My phone is set up so that if I miss five calls in a row from the same person, then the do not disturb mode is turned on and the phone rings. I see who it is, silence my phone, and refuse to answer. At 6 a.m., she calls again. Again, I refuse to answer. 7 a.m., I refuse to answer. 8 a.m., I refuse to answer. Finally, at 9 a.m., I call her back, and she asks to hop on a video call. I've been trying to get a hold of you all morning. Where have you been? (sighs) Can I help you with something? I asked, not trying to hide my irritation. I literally rubbed my temples and slurped on my coffee loudly. You didn't answer my question. And I'm not going to. I was off the clock when you called me. You're salaried, right? That means it doesn't matter if you work 100 hours or 1 hour. You get paid the same. So I expect you to be available when I need you. What do you need? I need you to reset all of our company usernames and passwords. We're letting someone go today, and it's company policy to change all of that. At the same time, Louise texts me saying that she's being let go. So I read the company handbook and make a copy of the page that says the IT person has to update the usernames and passwords and give the information to the COO, who, in this case, is Louise. I changed all the usernames and passwords, from social media accounts to bank accounts to QuickBooks and emails. I send the usernames and passwords in an encrypted email to Louise and then send the CEO my two-week notice. Two weeks go by. It's the last hour of my last day. So what do I do? I change all the usernames and passwords again and send them to Louise, who is also celebrating her last day. I log out of my email, put my company phone and laptop in the mail, and spend the evening cackling at my malicious compliance. The very next day, on Saturday, the CEO calls me repeatedly. Finally, she leaves me a long, howling voicemail to say that what I did was unprofessional and she would make sure my reputation suffered and I would never work in that industry again. I wait until Monday to call her back. Hey, CEO, I saw that you called. I need the usernames and passwords to everything. I'm sorry, but I don't work there anymore. You'll have to contact your IT person to help with that. You are the IT person! No, I was the IT person. Now I'm a private consultant, and I would be happy to provide my services at a rate of $100 per hour. You change all the usernames and passwords, and you didn't provide them to me. Correct. As per company policy, when an employee leaves the organization, the IT person is supposed to update everything and send the new info to the COO. I was leaving, so I updated everything. I provided all the usernames and passwords to Louise. But you knew that she was quitting too, so why would you give them to her? Because the company policy says to transfer the new username and passwords to the COO, not the CEO. Louise was the COO when I left. Caught in the web of her own bureaucracy, the CEO then had to spend weeks trying to gain access to all the company accounts. On Luis's and my last day, Tina and another employee quit. Also, another person announced her retirement. Once the five of us were gone, we were followed by several other employees. In total, 11 people on the 14-person staff quit within a few weeks. And the best part? I got a new job making the same amount, but only part-time in a government position with full-time benefits. So much for my reputation suffering. I stayed in touch with one of the employees who stayed behind. 
She said they've hired at least a dozen people, and all of them quit as soon as they could find another job. Okay, you think that after, like, doing a thousand videos on Reddit, people would finally learn. Never mess with the IT person! What is wrong with you people? Our next Reddit post is from Neurothic. I've been a teacher for the past 13 years. Most parents are fine. They care for and love their children and treat me and my colleagues with respect. You have the occasional parent you don't see because they don't care, the occasional helicopter parent, and, of course, the parent who doesn't believe they're raising Satan's offspring. The latter type of parent is one that I had the misfortune of dealing with for two years. I was the mentor of 20 kids in their first two years of secondary school. This one kid started secondary school with me as a mentor. He started out alright. He just had a few minor issues that were normal for a teenager trying to fit in. It all started after the Christmas holiday of that first year. Nothing special happened, but it was like a switch just flipped inside of this kid. He started bullying classmates, pushing people around, being extremely disruptive in class, and cursing at teachers. We even suspected that he was stealing things from teachers and students, but we couldn't prove it. His mom and dad were invited to come to the school many times. The school counselor and my boss sat in on many of these conversations with these parents. The mother denied that her son would ever do such things. We didn't take it any further because we had no grounds to expel the son. Summer break came, and due to the fact that a lot of things went missing, cameras were installed. When classes started for year two, the student had become much worse. We had to call his mom five times in the first week alone. Apparently, she was surprised that I was the only teacher complaining. Like, what the actual heck, lady? Did you not listen when I said that multiple teachers complained through me and that I told you multiple times that all the teachers had a problem with him? Eventually, she demanded that she get a call or email from the teachers if her son ever did anything wrong. She said, and I quote, But I highly doubt that, since I know my son would never do the things that you said. I was fuming at this point, and I said that I would talk to my colleagues. Cue the malicious compliance. Mommy wants a call or email from a teacher who saw her son doing something wrong? Sure thing. Her kid was being such a butthole by now that he was well known throughout the school. So in my next school-wide meeting with all the teachers, I told them what the mother requested. There were some frowns here and there, but then I saw it. Teachers' eyes glistened. Evil grins started to come out, along with evil laughter. At this point, this kid was setting some kind of record with having 20 reports a day for him doing something wrong. The very next day, the kid walked up to a classmate and started insulting him and his mother. Two teachers saw him do that, so two teachers sent an email to Mommy Dearest. I had him during three lessons, and I saw a variety of terrible behavior, so three more emails were sent. During the first break, the kid threw a trash can. Three teachers and a custodian saw it, so four more emails. Then the custodian sent her another email, telling the mother that he refused to clean up after her and that he threw a chair before leaving. He had more classes across six teachers, so you guessed it, six emails and three phone calls to Mommy Dearest. So, on average, Mommy got 15 emails a day from the teachers alone. I had the immense pleasure to call or email her every day to give her a recap. After two weeks of this, the mother called me, and the conversation went like this. Yeah, so I saw the emails. This is getting a bit much now. But is it? The last time we spoke here at school, you demanded that every teacher or worker at school should call you or send you an email whenever they saw your kid do something wrong. 
We're simply adhering to your request to be kept up to date and that you hear from my colleagues personally. You can stop now. Unfortunately, we can't. Since your kid is doing all these things, it's our duty to keep you up to date. Also, you requested this, and we don't want you to get upset by not knowing what's going on with your kid. This is getting out of hand. Is it? I don't think so. My colleagues even said that they love that you're being such an involved parent and that you like to hear from them. So, thank you for that. Bye now, and I hung up. This went on for another eight weeks. The mother would call or email us a couple of times a week and get the same response from me and the other teachers. Things continued like this until the kid screwed up in a major way. The kid decided that shouting, cursing, and insulting just wasn't enough anymore. When I went to talk to him about his behavior, he picked up a chair and tried to hit me with it in full view of the class, colleagues, and cameras. The kid was tackled and pinned down by classmates. My colleague called the cops, and I managed to get away with no broken bones but some huge bruises. The school filed charges for me. The funny part is that I now got to sit with mommy, dearest, and dad, and even then she tried to deny that her son would ever do such a thing, until she and the father saw the footage. The look on their faces was priceless. I wish I could have recorded it so I could watch it time and time again with soda and popcorn. The kid was expelled, got hefty community service, a fine, and even a juvenile record. To answer a likely question, where was the father in all this? The dad was apparently kept in the dark about what the kid did. The dad divorced the mom because apparently she had been lying about a bunch of different things. The dad actually felt so sorry for what his son had done that he sent care packages for all personnel at the school. And the best part, we don't have to deal with the kid or the mom ever again. The kid's younger brother started going to our school and now we have to email and call the dad to tell him what a wonderful kid his boy was. Also, before people grab the pitchforks, OP points out in an edit that she and other people in the school did everything they could to help this kid. They worked with counselors, therapists, and even CPS, but the kid just didn't improve. OP didn't include that part of the story because it just wasn't relevant to the malicious compliance. Also, down in the comments, we have this story from Rage Parrot. I work at a school, and the principal had the mother come and watch through a window how bad her child was being. She completely didn't believe that her kid would throw chairs, curse, and generally just be a nuisance to the other kids. The mother's tune changed real quick from, My little angel would never do that, to, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. That was our slash malicious compliance, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.